keep the efforts to a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard for me to do sometimes. Hey, this is Raul. This is uh, Drifting on Memories podcast show. Thanks everybody for uh, making it back. Uh, thanks everybody for the uh, you know all the kind words, all the encouragement, support. I really again uh, want to just let everybody know that um, it, it means so much to me and. Um, and I am sitting here. I don't want to like delay this just because I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm I'm sitting here with three men who have just really seen so much, been through so much, photograph, you know, uh, shot so much uh, through photography, and and even built some uh, just amazing cars. Um, so uh, again, thanks everybody for all the support. But I'm just going to jump right into it because I mean we've already been having a good conversation. So I want to introduce you guys the man behind Lowrider Today. But before even Lowrider Today, I mean, there's just years in history of lowriding, custom car um, culture, club culture, uh, street culture. Um, so first I have uh, Marco uh, Patino. And, Patino, um, and um, so we'll, we'll talk to him about, about um, his life and where he is at as a photographer now. Mike? Harrington, Mike Harrington here. We're going to get into that. Um, and Saul Vargas also. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks so much for doing it. Thanks for taking time out of your day for doing it. Um, obviously, for me, it was a big uh, it was a big honor to get you guys here to do it. I'm going to talk to you guys, kind of like um, ask you questions individually about, you know, what brought you here. But let's why don't we just start off with Lowrider today? What's that about? Why is that about? Saul. Lowrider's Day, it's basically a, a brand. You know, we, when we started it, it was uh, it was like our own, like what Lowrider, Lowrider Magazine should have been. Hmm. You know, we all, I hate to say it, but whether I like it or don't like it, I was part of that brand. I built, I helped build that brand. Hmm. Lowrider yeah, Magazine. Lowrider Magazine. Okay. How long were you there? I was 22 when I got hired, and I was wow. 42 when I got laid off. Wow. 22 so, to 42. 22 years. Shit. Yeah, it's a big chunk of your adult life. That's, That's been, it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. It's been my only job I've ever had. Wow. So this is basically Wow. Okay. I like what you said that right away. And you know what? I'm just going to say F it. Let's just jump around. Let's yeah, just no let's just shoot, shoot it. And so you said what it should have been. What does that mean? What's that mean to you? What Lowrider magazine should have been. That's what Lowrider today. Is. Just, Lowrider is a is a is a brand that was part of a bigger a bigger company, okay. and we all worked for the big for that big company, and they just didn't know what talent they had. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we all, right. you know, all three of us are are the rejects. Right. From, from the brand, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's absolutely like that. true too. They, yeah, they, Low Rider magazine reject. I like that. Well, the, it was the corporation. They were a big conglomerate. They right, right, right. Almost every right. automotive magazine on the right. shelf, and they flushed Say all they, of us down the toilet. Yeah. yeah, but I always felt like that too. Not always, obviously. Like my parents' Low Rider magazines were big time difference from the '90s Low Rider magazine, oh, and yeah. I say that because I was like. These fools are, and whatever, I, I still respect it. So I, I'm not going to bad talk it, but I'll say this. It was obvious that there was an agenda for the newer lowrider, the late 80s, 90s lowrider oh, magazine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Michael? Well, the thing is with, with once Al bought it back, because long story short, Al used to work as as the, the sales guy, right? Advertising guy. And he saw the, the, the engine. Uh, a new kick in the ass, basically. And okay. He had the opportunity to buy the magazine, and because he had a vision, and with that vision, he, he basically recreated a magazine. Who's this? Alberto Lopez. Oh, Alberto. He's Lopez. the former uh -huh. owner of Lowrider Magazine. So then, from there, he started building the staff here and there. You know, he was using freelancers, Dick Deloach, with rest, yeah. rest in peace. Right. A lot of these guys are gone. Yeah. But Sauli and myself, at first, we, you know, like. We were the newest guys there, the youngest guys, right? You were the, literally the youngest 22 guy. years old, man. So, yeah. and I was like 27. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm just a little bit. And he's 900 old. now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so then what happened was, yeah. I just, I, I got in there because I was just taking pictures at a car show and Dick Deloach, the editor, yeah. basically got my foot in there. Yeah. Showed my, pic showed my pictures yep. to Pink Cat. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Sold my pictures to Alberto. Didn't have a formal photography. Okay. Anything. Didn't have a portfolio. Just four by six glossies. Wow. 
he saw that I had an eye, wow. took a chance on me. Nice. And he says, hey, man, you know, what do you think? You want, you want to shoot some stuff for us? I'm like, hell yeah. Okay. That was my dream, man. Yeah. So I had the ganas to go for it, and I just kept on shooting and shooting and getting better and better. Okay. And I was there twice, uh -huh. believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> First time was from 91 to 95. And then I worked at Street Customs Magazine, All right. another magazine, which was the rival at the time, mm -hmm. which is a big no-no, mm -hmm. from 95 to 97. And then from 97 to 2006, I was there again. Wow. No writer. And then wow. they laid everybody off. And then they later. Okay. It's crazy. So, so you say that it what it should have been. Do you... Do you group in just the years that you were there, or do you group it, group all of it together? When you think about Lowrider Magazine, do you think like seventies fucking Rasa Report? You know what I mean? Um, just real, real community based. To me, that's what it seemed like. Okay, but the, but do you say that though? When you say when you say it, Lowrider today is what Lowrider Magazine should have been? Do you? Yes, I think it should be what it was, a little bit of what it was, but modern, a little more modern, like a modern version of it. Okay. You know, because you, you can't live in the past, you yeah. gotta adapt. Okay, okay. And that's what these magazines didn't do, and that's why they're gone. They didn't adapt to gotcha. to the social media. They didn't adapt right. to right. some of these things. You know, some of the editors at that, some of these other titles <coughs> would be like, oh, I don't get paid to do internet stuff, and I'm like, Okay. So they Still, fought it almost. They almost fought it. Except, they denied it. They existed. Denied, right. Mm -hmm. right. You know, and like I said, they ran, they ran into the ground. And for me, it's, you know, I was brought up works work. You know, it's like, hey, you got a job. You got, you got to do something. We had, when I started, you know, I, I did the roller coaster and Lowrider Magazine was the number one automotive magazine for 11 straight years. Wow. Okay. I didn't and know that. I was on there. There was yeah. it's, There's an ABC audit. It's not Shit. anything that I'm making up. You right. Can, you can look wow. at the history records. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's the number Whoa. one automotive magazine and the number one Hispanic magazine. Okay. So that's that's kind of what pissed me off a little bit about it. And, and it's funny you mentioned it was number one because I would go places, just stands, publications, and I would not see it. And I'm like, what, you know, what the hell? This is, you know, I kind of almost feel that it was very representative, even if they didn't have Rasa Report, even if they didn't have like community events showcased or highlighted that, it still was like, hey, this is representative of our gente. This is representative of our um, culture. Of our culture. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't even, to be honest with you, it didn't even, my opinion again, it didn't even kind of, um, it wasn't compartmentalized in, in Mexican Chicano culture, there was black culture oh, that yeah. was in it. There was indigenous culture. There was in Indian Native American people. Oh, yeah. There later on came like a Japanese culture. So, Lowrider, yeah, 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 right. Islander lowriders, lowrider magazine, and that's kind of why I say I was a little bit upset that I would go in these places or these bookstores or these, you know, public um, whatever newsstands, and you wouldn't find it. So it's it's funny that you say, "Hey, we were number one publication for automotives for this long." Yeah, we were. There was a uh, you know some some of the sister brands that were there were like trucking, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, uh, well, uh, no, they siphoned all the money from Lowrider to support. Wow, that's what nobody knows. No. The, story that, the story that nobody knows. It's wow. like, it's just a peanut and shell yeah. game with money. Wow, with, coming with in us. from Lowrider magazine. Those ABC audits, you know, that we're talking about, like the people say, oh, did it get bigger? The audience has always been about the same. We used to sell, when we were number one at, at our peak, we would sell 275,000 copies with an eight-time pass along rate, and that was low. Okay. That's over two and a half million followers or people that actually read the magazine. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, we were doing that. We, wow. You know, we were. I was cranking out forty-five pages of the book. Wow! You know, because the book, the books were, were huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right, right. You have to fill the pages, dude. Damn! So Check there was no Instagram. There right, was no right, right. My no. Space no. It was like put it all together, put it when, all here. Which comes back to the the whole thing that the other editors. I'm like, hey, we were doing forty-five pages 
back then, and now our packages shrank. Yeah. But we're doing 20 pages for the for the magazine and the other 20 pages for the internet. Okay. It's still the same thing. You're, the work never stopped for us. Right. The audience just went from paper to digital. Right. But yeah, you know, they have two million followers uh, right. now right. on digital. On digital, right? Yeah, so and I and I watch what all the stuff they're doing digitally and on the internet YouTube, and, yeah. and and YouTube channels. Like I, you know, I'm a big fan of Joe, of Hector, you know, all those guys and what they're doing and keeping it going. Um, so um, yeah, man, I think that lowrider today I, I now i'm starting to see what you mean by that now i'm starting to see how the pieces are coming together with with what you're doing you know but before we I, before i get to that do you think you mentioned internet but also what about taking models out what would what that do for it kill the magazine because i know marco you're big on models well, man. The thing you're is, big on the, the thing is and you got a great a, a great eye for it it's a car magazine first but a lot of the guys a lot of the homies even the ones that are incarcerated, that's the only time they ever got to see a woman. Okay. Believe me, we used okay. to get all kinds of letters. Also, oh man, you know, if you could send my my my, my primo a right. extra okay. copy, whatever. Okay. And we would do that. Yeah. But if we got so big that we couldn't help those those people anymore, but we still had to produce a magazine, right. right? Right. So little by little, they I I think once they went corporate. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, we're paying how much for these people now to do this? Oh, this. okay. So now so that became an issue. they corners because they wanted to make the money. That's oh. how it, yeah. Yeah, they, that's they what, that became a problem. And then when they sold the ads, they would piggyback those ads to other magazines like Saul would say. Yeah. So they would make a killing on Lowrider because that was the granddaddy for them. Right. That was granddaddy meaning right. Right. Other, other magazines. Meaning grand right there. Right, okay. So what happened was then they started getting all these other people go. And little by little, little by little, they said, oh, you can do this much more now. So you can do this much more. Wow. Hey, Mike, you do this much more. Yeah. Little by little, they just start chipping it away. And then when it got bought out again, that's when the mass layouts would go. I mean, yeah. they would literally come in and just have everybody meet at a, a meeting room. And that day, 30 people are gone. Mike, you were there too? I was uh, at another title. Okay. It was... Uh, should I, am I allowed to say it on here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was a title called Super Chevy Magazine at the time. Yeah. And uh, Super Chevy Magazine. Yeah, it was all Chevrolet stuff. Okay. 100% Chevrolet. All right. And But it was more like on the muscle car side. Yeah, we, yeah. we, so would I, we would look at them like we would get our yeah. copies free. We you guys all kind of work together. Guys. Yeah, you guys so. kind of have like a, like a bit of, a, of a, what is that? Like a, um, you work together. Like it seems like, it seems like there's history here with you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they were down the freeway. I was, off the 57, and they were a little, about three more exits down their office buildings. But, you know, we worked for the same company. Right. You know, they had a lot of different meetings where all of us were all in the same room together. Okay. Okay. And so that's how we started rubbing elbows. Okay. And then Saul hit me up once because I did a column on how to repair a, a tilt column steering in, in, your, in my Camaro, right? Yeah. And then Saul, oh, can I use that in Lowrider? Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, no, I <laughs> But did you play it cool? Like, yeah, maybe I'll think about it, or I'll, let me get back to you. Yeah, or you, were you just like, yes, we yes, all yes. Stories like that. Yeah. Right? They took my car or my auto car guide, yeah, and they ran it in the Ford van, the Ford book. Oh wow! And I was like, yes, yeah. like, why is it in the Ford book? Just like he was excited for being a lowrider. Yeah, I was excited to be. Yeah, Prince. Right, right, right. Yeah. the line. Yeah, it's right, right, right. You came out of that little space, huh? One of my covers was used for Hot Rod's paint and body issue, and I was like, all right, I got my Hot Rod magazine cover. <laughs> wow! So now, on top of even what I mentioned earlier about all the years that you have and car culture, lowrider culture, custom car culture. There's even specifically like, hey, this is how long we've been writing photography, you know, a part of these these historical magazines, because that's what they are. They're historical magazines like years and years from now, people are going to reference the way I reference the 70s stuff. Right. So lowrider today, let's do it. Let's get into it. How let's go back to your comment then. So it's what lowrider should have been. Tell me more about that. What, what does that mean? We are just shooting the, the 
the hundred point cars, the you know, hundred thousand dollar cars. We're trying to do the dreamers. Yeah. Because we all started from somewhere. That's right. You know, we all, you know, I started when I was 15 in the 81 Cutlass, because that's what my dad said. Here, here's the, here's the Cholo car instead of instead of that ninja bike that I wanted. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. just one of them. And were you cool with that? Were you like, fuck yeah, I'll take that cutty? Or yeah, were you like, yeah, I'm not a Cholo dad or something? Oh, he wasn't a Cholo. My dad was fine. He was super bicep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my dad didn't know but, any better. But were you okay with that car, though? That oh, yeah. G-Body? Yeah. Yes, sir. So to roll it. You'd okay. be dead if you would have gotten that ninja motorcycle anyway. <laughs> it would have been a whole other story, man. You might have not built a wild child. I was still influenced. I was kind of. I was very lucky growing up. Uh-huh. You know, like I said, my dad. My dad was first generation here. Never stepped in school. Mm-hmm. Mom went to school in second grade. Uh, they did okay for themselves. Yeah. And. Uh, they had bought, you know, bought a property, whatever, at one point, and rented it out. And uh, the person that we rented it to was one of the very influential people in my life because he had his friends was uh, Lowell from Old Memories at the time, okay. who bought Gangster Love. Oh wow! Okay. So I had cars like that in my driveway wow. when I was four, okay. 13, 14 years old. Okay, and that and sparked my, it. Huh? That, that sparked your admiration for lowriders or car. Reignited it because on my mom's side of the family, they uh, all her brothers used to be lowriders. Okay. So as a kid, you know, when we would go up north and, and you know for the summer, yeah, I'd go up there. And my uncles would put me in their cars and and let's go to the store and and I'd be sliding the seat all over the place because back then they were armor all the hell out yeah armor all was magic to people back then so it was you know i'd be in the car mom was like this is cool right i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah you know i was seven you know six seven years old right and they, you know they would take they there would be events up there and they would take me to the car shows you know i didn't i didn't realize that i would be influenced you know years later for it Okay. But then, like I said, when I was 15, you know, I told my dad, oh, I want a Volkswagen. He goes, ah, pendejo. He's going to leave oil stains in the driveway. Right. He's right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> right? Mark, you know, know, yeah. he, he didn't want those stains in the driveway. So then I go, okay, well, I want, you know, I want a, a ninja bike. bike. Oh, all right. Yeah. He goes, estas pendejo, te vas a matar. Estas mas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm like, all right, so what's he do? We, uh, we had gone to go eat at a carito in Indiana. Mm. Sometimes it would post up cars and there was an 81 Cutlass there. Okay. And he's like, what do you think? Yeah, that looks nice. And we bought it. Nice. Cool. After that, you know, I had four Cutlasses all through high school. So yeah. with you kind of coming from those humble um, beginnings as a car builder, um, you mentioned like that's what you want to capture for. That's what you, all of you guys want to capture for Lowrider today. That's a part of it, correct? Yeah, part of it. Want to the whole range. Because you guys kicked me down with a badass calendar today, but I looked at it, I skimmed through it, and I said jokingly, like, oh, what about my car, right? How do I get it right? But honestly, I'm like, every one of these cars is just immaculate. Every one of these cars is beautiful. And I know you guys all have the connections to these guys that build these kind of cars. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, you're are you telling me that you want to capture these people who are in the community building from the ground up that might not be a show car or a cover car? And you also want to make sure you get these quality cars and what you're doing. We want to give everyone a platform. Yeah. We want the whole pie from the crust to the middle mm-hmm. to everything. Okay. What is that? What is that? Tell me a little bit what that looks like for you guys. Cause, cause I've now I'm seeing a few things. I'm seeing a, a calendar, I'm seeing video shoots. I'm seeing um, magazine in the works. Uh, kind of like almost like a mini documentary. Almost it looked like the, with the video yeah, you're showing. We have a couple of projects that are in the works. Okay. We have our history book that that's coming out. Uh, we have two pinup books that are that are pending right now. Okay. But we can't release them until the magazines come out because it's you know it's kind of like. We have to have it out there. We got to give people. It's like so. Is some that, people. Some people don't know who we are. So is yeah. that what is that what I'm looking forward to? A magazine? 
Pula yes. magazine. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we want to have a, I don't know if we're going to be due bi, bi-yearly or okay. four times a year. Okay. But uh, we've been, you know, we're kicking that around, but we got it. We're building a lot of content right now. Yeah, you, you are. see that magazine called 38 Times? Yeah, yeah. That guy, Oreo? Yeah. Who guy? Yeah. Loves the Chicano stuff. Right. Loves lowriders. Loves yeah. everything. Yeah. That kind of weight. Yeah, that thing was amazing. Give, that thing was amazing. Yeah. We want to give to the guys. Yeah, that thing was amazing. That's like, physical like, weight, like the weight of right? their work. You, you know, yeah. some of the stuff, like I said, we've been blessed to see some, you know, some of the other brands that are out there. Yeah. And we've just dissected everything to try to make it better. Great. Good. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, because we got we got stuff that. I have stuff on film. He has right. stuff. He has stuff. No, just your Instagram alone is just that full of content, and I'm like, fuck. yeah. I, I'm like, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm like, dude, I, I need to step it up. These guys are killing it, you know. <laughs> you guys, but, but I understand the history you all bring too. So I, I understand where you guys are all at, and where people like me are at, or, and I even heard something about maybe a podcast. Is that still something? The, the podcast is coming. We're still working on it. Okay. It's just, we're a three-man outfit at this point. Yeah, we are so understaffed. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, I, I love seeing it, man. I because it's something that honestly I feel more connected to it than I did with LRM. You know what I mean? I feel like a little more connected because That's I'm cool. like, yeah, I really do because I'm like, I'm like, okay, man, there's some community stuff there, right? There's some building from the ground up. There's some some do it DIY kind of guys, you know, these guys are just freaking doing it themselves, you know, and I love that where I don't feel like, Oh man, that guy's probably getting paid a lot of money to film that. And that model's probably getting, you know what I mean? Then I feel detached. Well, it's like, I have a, a project car that I've been doing a lot of videos on and it's, it's an odd car. It's a 48 Plymouth special deluxe, right? It's, it's a four door. The backs are suicide doors and the front open. I mean, but who's ever, right. They don't see too many of those. Right. Mm-hmm. So, just been doing all the videos of me tearing the floor apart, tearing yeah. everything apart. And, all right. And then Saul's got the wild child, so he's yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, right? right. I'm yeah. the driveway guy. Right. And then Saul's yeah. got the wild child with that kick-ass hydraulic yeah. system, uh-huh. you know, that he built and designed. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, that is that really does encapsulate a lot of, like, what you guys bring to the table, too, you know? And, and even how you live to it today, how you're living through it today. Where, how... Can we find Lowrider today? How can we get what's updates on it when things are coming out? Support it. Right now, the web the website is uh, under construction. Okay. Uh, we went, you know, you already know we were coming out of this little pandemic. Right. That's we went, tough. We went through three designers. Nobody could give us what we wanted. Oh wow. Yep. Uh, we don't want to settle for anything. Okay. Want, and that's good too. You guys seen that too? Like you've sucks. seen so much, you're not going to settle on BS, right? Yeah. Okay. So basically, the website is going to be seventy-five uh, percent video, okay, twenty-five percent portrait photography. Okay. So with that said, uh, you know some of the interviews uh, we're going to have a section for the DJs, the, the low riding DJs. What? Yes. <laughs> and when we That's interview, dope. when we yeah. interview them, we're going to be we're going to ask them to do uh, low rider DJs. Their ultimate yeah. Their, their, yeah. Their, 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 Whatever their so genre, dope. here, yeah. give us give us your mixtape so of your good. genre. So now so you good. go on our website, you see the interview, and you like, oh man, this guy gets down. Yes, you'll be able to download it, good, play it in your car. So good, man. So you know while you're cruising, and you that's know? that's what we did within a network within builders, within lowriders, within car guys, right? Yeah. We did that with each other. We're like, hey, let me see what you took a picture of, or oh, let me shoot me a playlist. Or, oh, let me see, you know, this cruise sad, spot. Yeah, mix. bro. Make me a mixtape too. Exactly, yeah. mixtapes. So I, I now, I, now it's making more sense to me when you say it's what it, this should have been. You know, it's we even want to have cookies. Well, basically, a continuation. Yeah. If we were still there, right? So if there was, if it was still there the is. entity it used to be, right? This is where the direction would have kept on going. Yeah, there. had had yeah. we had to stay there. Yeah. But I get it why it didn't either, though, and I get why they, yeah. I get why they, their agenda is like, hey, make these sponsors happy, sell these things. I get all that. If you don't make this mark, then we suck. I get it, and that's why I think today these platforms here, you know, are giving us a voice, like are giving us our community, our history, a voice. And I told you guys when you got here, the only reason why I started doing this is because I love to hear the old timers. I love to hear the stories. 
So that's why we're here. Hey, <laughs> all right, all right, Marco. Let's talk a little bit to you, man. Let's talk about. Uh, I mean, we 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 have a little bit of history here, um, and it's because uh, you know, uh, one the house where I live happened to be a house ha- I grew up in. The house he grew up in, yeah. So I don't know if you guys knew that or if that's a surprise, but yeah. But um, uh, it it it's. It's crazy because I, I didn't know that until some people that are in my friends in the car culture were like, oh, yeah, he took my picture here. Uh, a friend of mine, a really good, my best friend, Ernesto, you took a picture of him in uh, in Azteca Regalia, yeah. you know, his regalia and in his my, wife. In the front yard. In the front yard, yes. With his ex. <laughs> right, with his ex. But there's stuff that I see now on Instagram and I show my wife and I'm like, look, that's our driveway. Like, look at that fucking ribby or look at, and I'll even show her chick, you know, a, a woman and there's I'll be like, look, at, look at this woman in our bedroom. Isn't that great? And she's like, yeah, it's not so great, but. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't hers then. It wasn't hers then. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that too, man, about that Riviera. Oh, the Riviera that um, I bought for a thousand dollars running. Remember so when I took it to work? I actually took it. What was it, 64? 65 65. GS Riviera. It was was actually uh, an accidental find. I actually found it through a friend of ours, Rob Fortier, who was working at Custom Runner, another favorite magazines of ours. Uh Because it was all custom cars. Yeah, Custom Runner was Custom Runner was awesome. Yeah. So he told me, oh, I know what it's one for $1,000. Some old biker dude. Whoa. What year was that? When I found it, 98. Okay, a, a 1965 Riviera bucks. GS for a thousand bucks? In 1998. Oh, you bastard. No eBay, no. <laughs> no, nothing, no. Not even uh, the recycler. Was it wasn't even. Part of Santa Ana on Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even on Recycler yet? Nope. It wasn't on the black and white just, little recycler page? He just page. knew about it. He was wow. like, man, this guy, this guy, his dad's old. He can't drive him around. This car is too low for him. He's Damn. Like, he's selling his bike. He's selling his motorcycle. He's got a good van. Yeah. Felt bad for the guy, but at the same time, oh Come shit, a thousand dollars! Damn. And I was a lowrider, so I was like, "You're a pretty good buddy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, I'm like, "Shit, yeah." And it was drivable. It. I drove said, it home. Wow. I drove it home, but yeah. when I, I drove it home, you gave him the what? I gave him a ride to pick up the car. Yeah. To go get the car. Yeah. yeah. So by the way home. Right so it's kind of like Saul's car too, then, right? No, 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 not really. No, because I thought he's married. So, anyways, <laughs> so what happened was on the way home yeah. from that, that day. The, the magazine. We were yeah. Pomona back then. Okay. We're driving home, started smoking on me. Oh. <laughs> the vents. Oh no! All the smoke. <laughs> smoke and everywhere, in. and all of a sudden I started losing compression. Oh. Next thing you know, I'm on triple A's freaking nine one one. Like, oh. hey, yeah. pick me up. <laughs> Took it to my my dad's mechanic. He did a magnaflux on it. Seven cracks of the block. Damn. So, so much for that matching numbers, yeah, right? Yeah. So much for a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's the yeah. Yeah, the four, 425. Nice. Oh, damn. So then we went, we went to Sunland. And what's that place called? Memory Lane? Yeah, Memory Lane. Memory Lane. Yeah. Got Memory Lane. another 401 nail yeah. in. Had it built the shit out of it. It was. Yeah. Memory Lane, man. That's, that's. I, I tell Tony people, I tell man. people, and they're, they're like, oh, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, wow, if you yes, knew Memory is. Lane, I would go just to go. Yeah. Just I would go out. just to. If people don't know, it's it's a classic car junkyard. It was in Sunland, California, and I don't think anything over eighty. I don't think even seventy nine. I don't think anything seventy nine was there. My fifty nine Buick that I got, same thing. First time I took it out for a spin, the front dampener came off. Brent, (laughs) you know, I'm gonna take it out on the freeway. Yeah, right. Ooh, right, and going. 70, 80, I hit 90, and also, bam! Yeah. What the, I thought I hit a brick on the road or something, and the front dampener came off. Came off. It it just, it hit the radiator, will it hit the fan, the fan bent, and it augered a big hole in the radiator, and I looked like Haley's Comet going down the freeway (laughs) with all that steam and shit. Dude, so, what would possess you though to take a car like? Because I'm, I'm. I only had it for I'm a day. Like, I just wanted to see what it. I'm going like 40 on Atlantic, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I won't do it. Yeah, yeah, I won't do that. I think that was 26. And did you know, Marco? Did you know what you wanted to do with that car? Believe it or not, here's the funny thing. That was not the car I wanted. Okay. Really? I wanted a 59 Buick, and you got one now. So that car, 
was the second choice. Okay. But I built the first. Is that funny? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the yeah. afterthought. Which is cool because you knocked it out of the way. It's out of the way now. Yeah. You know what so I mean? That guy has a car. Where's that Riviera? Out in Australia. Now it's out in Australia. Yeah. How long ago was that? that uh, 2012? Yeah. What, yeah. what what color was that? And I know it had like nice fades and some pattern well, the roots. thing is, at first it was a like, factory, like red. Oh, okay. Like crimson red. Okay. But it was all oxidized. Right, 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 right. So I, I wanted something brighter. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was doing candies and all that right. stuff. I wanted mine to be a little different. <clears throat> So I was kind of like the color green or blue. Yeah. And then I got with uh, Ruben Bugs Ochoa, who's the painter, and he's uh, we're kicking around colors. And you know what? I'm gonna have Steve Stanford, who's an awesome artist. Yeah. Have him do a rendering, flesh it out. Yeah. And then we took it from there. So, so we Bugs, had, Bugs, and Steve put kind of actually Bugs um, Ochoa actually modified Steve's in rendering, which wow. Steve didn't kind of like, but. But it's my car. Yeah, right, right. I already paid him. Yeah. So he was cool. Yeah. But so I Bugs, love those fades, man, on that car. So Bugs, Bugs went ahead and it was all, uh, it was actually, uh, what was it, uh, Sickens Pink. Uh, it was not House of Color. Oh, it wasn't House of Color. Different, it was a different band. Dick Deloge is the one that told me about this place. Really? And hey, man, check out these new colors. Uh, you know, they want to compete with, you know. Whoa, okay. It's a car market. Like, yeah. yeah well, Go for it, you know. Whoa! Still expensive shit, dude. Yeah. You know they're out of European. Wow. Uh, okay. Trend their brand, right? Yeah. It's German based. German based. Yeah. So what oh. happened was, once we got the all the paint and everything got mixed, I'm giving you the short version. Of this, yeah. Right? Go for it. Yeah. So Danny D had it for a while. Oh, Danny had it. David, Danny D because Bugs was lagging on oh, it. Oh wow! And then it was sitting there, and they call it death row. At Denny's? At the back. <laughs> my car was there for... Look, he's always like, ah, no comment. Almost nine months. It's but, funny. I, I told Danny one time, too. I was like, you know, have you, I've heard some things like, oh, he's like, yeah, I know. Fuck them guys. All this and that. <laughs> I know they call me this and they call me I that. Survived. Yeah. I survived. Yeah. I survived. So luckily, I just said, you know what, dude? I can't wait anymore, man. I, I got to get this. Wow. Done. It's just sitting there. Had all this overspray and all this stuff from <laughs> Bondo and everything, yeah. which because I already had flaked the top. Oh, okay. So luckily, all that crap actually saved, saved the top. Saved the top, huh? Because we never cut it yet. We okay. Never cut it, oh, not, wow. Nothing. Wow. Took it back out to, to his Bugs house, did a garage paint job on nice. it, basically. Yeah. And then, well, I actually went to the booth okay. down the street from there. Okay. I was literally cheering when he got in the booth. Like, <laughs> I was like, like a Raiders touchdown. Like, yeah, yeah Bugs, come yeah. on. Yeah, but somewhere I got a video of it. Yeah. And after that, came back, put it together at the Dragon Shop, which is no more there, but those guys are amazing. Okay. So they did a lot of the body work and everything. We were up till umpteen hours because it had to do with the SEMA show. Oh, wow. And luckily, there was a flywheel missing at like 3 o'clock in the morning. I had to go back to the house where you're at. Uh huh. Found one just right there on the fence. Wow. Took it back because the other one was cracked. Okay. Took it, sprayed it black real quick, slapped it on. It still wouldn't start, but we had to get on the trailer anyway. To the Zenith show. Beach and Bugs wanted to buff out to more of the car. He's literally buffing yeah. the car while we're pushing it yeah, on yeah, the yeah. trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 25th hour, he's the buffing. The rig was there. He's buffing still, yeah. We scheduled it so the car would be on there last because we knew we were not going to be able to make it until wow. the last minute. And until that's the very... what they did. Wow. So, and then Joe Ray saw it and he fell in love with it. Hey, man. Watch your car. Like, yeah. That's awesome, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, cool. I'm, I was like, that's cool. Floored. I never, I never built it for the night. I built right. it for myself. Wow. That's Even so this cool. guy was trying to recruit me at one time. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. For the club and uh -huh. Imperials. Wow. Long from Imperials. I'm not Who? sure if he's there. He's I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to know this. Cause, and I don't think I've asked you this. Um, there's a famous shot of your car and just sparking up the the, oh, the pavement, right? Yeah. yeah uh, but but it, obviously you guys know like that kind of car. You rarely see them doing that. You know what I mean? Uh, what what happened? Why'd you do it? Where was that? Who got well, that? I was like I was like scraping and I always like low riding because I always love to see the guys doing shit like that. Even the mini trucks, right? Yeah. Right. So David Senior with the Dragon Shop. Let's throw a scrape plate. I'm like, all right, because I don't have anything fancy. Yeah. I go, do whatever sparks right now. Yeah. So, and then once we put it on, and then 
go down the side street or just testing it out. Yeah. Because the plan was, I was actually going to go down Whittier Boulevard under the Whittier side and yeah. just scrape it all. Well, the that down. was the plan to scrape so underneath it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did that. Oh, so we just. Dude, there's still gouge marks. If you go over there, you can still see the gouge marks. Nice. nice. I was literally it for half an hour until finally I just got tired. And now, and then David Senior got in there, and he's glow ride from the '60s and '70s. Yeah. And when he got in there, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that feeling. And I started photographing. Because when do you get to see yourself in your car? You can't. Never. You're in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. So I'm photographing my freaking nice. car, sparking, and nice. doing all this shit. Nice. It's amazing. Yeah. So how, how long ago was that, and when did you sell it, or when did you let it go? I, I, I did that uh, when I did all the sparking and everything. That was this 2008 when I when I shot it for the magazine. Okay. I kept the Chanel car yeah. for the cover. Yeah. You get to do that. Wait. That made me sell. You shot it for the magazine. I shot. Oh wow. Car. Nice. Because I already knew the angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And I'm like, okay. What year was that? What? Wait. Oh, 2008. 2008. And it came out my birthday month, which was April 2008. Check so you out, man. It came out like that. Check you out. Because I have to see my show finished, button everything. I make sure it ran. Never leaked, by the way. Never leaked. Nice. And after the hydraulics, of course, leaked a little bit. Right, right. But the thing is, I wanted to redo the interior, but then I said, you know what? I, I wanted my 59. Okay. Still want my '59. Yeah. Which is another story. Yeah. But the thing is, that car after I got rid of it, everybody's like, "Why are you selling it?" I go, "Because it's just sitting there, and I'm not giving it the love anymore." Right. Did it need right? I already had it for ten years. Mm. So I'm just like, you know what? It's time to move on. Yeah. Sell to somebody who else can appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? So some guy named Mark Martin found it. On, the, on eBay. Okay. Boom. Did the deal off of eBay. Wow. Shipped it out. Nice. That and was it. And it went to Australia. And he, drove, and he got at the port and drove it home 100 kilometers. He said. Wow. Ran like a champ. Nice. So nice. Only thing you had to do was fix the short end of the moon roof. On the moon roof. Nice. Other than that, now, now there's another Riviera in that driveway. Now there's another Riviera in that driveway, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> something about that that driveway. Something about that house. Interesting. <laughs> you just yeah. put some sunflowers in there. In the what? In the, right the side, on the, the side. Pants. That's what I, I used to throw them. You know? <laughs> He's telling me what no to do. Don't pass a green thumb over there. It's his house now. It's, <laughs> just like, it's his car. It's I paved it, man. I paved it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. But it's, no, it's, we love the place. We love the place. No, it, was, it, was, it was it was great. The history place, of it too. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm glad you guys got it though. Thank That's you, cool, man. That's Thank cool. you. Yeah. Thank you. We got some little boys okay. running around there loving it too. Yeah. So let's talk about Wild Child, man. Let's talk about that iconic car. And uh, I just want to say this, though, before, you know, you you started talking about it and probably all the nightmares it's given you or whatever. I, I love seeing that car out in in the wild itself because I've been driving around in my daily and all of a sudden there it is in Montebello in front of a taco stand. And I'm like, whoa, that's wild child with the with the plaque. And you're just like, damn, that's or or even on the freeway. You know what I mean? So how did how did that 1970 Monte Carlo dubbed Wild Child Lifestyle Car Club? How did that come about? Why and uh, why not a G body if you started off with a G body? So when I started uh, when I started building building cars again, like I said, I had four G bodies growing up. Until I got out of high school, then I, and then when it was time to go to college, and my driving record was so screwed up, my dad said, "You gotta get rid of that car and don't get another one." Yeah. So at that point, I bought myself a 200 SX to clear up my driving record because I had all these tinted window tickets, speeding, yeah. running stops, onto whatever. Yeah. So, where's this at? Where were you getting on? Where's uh, where you grew up? Or? Where I grew up? Okay. Grew up in Cudahy. Okay. Hey, so, <laughs> yes, sir. The smallest city of LA County. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we. You know, I grew up there and uh, Clara Street. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, like I said, we grew up there. I had to get another car, and then when it was time, when I was ready to buy another car, I was like, I'm gonna build me a car. And uh, so you had it in your head already. I'm building a car. I'm building a lowrider. Building a lowrider. So I bought a 64 convertible. Uh -huh. nice. And then 
I started pledging lifestyle yeah. a month after I started working at the magazine. Wow. So I was like, I kind of, you know, I knew, you know, there was cars that influenced me, which was like Chewy's uh, Club 63. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, uh, Mike's Twilight Zone and, yeah. and Rick's Aladdin. Yeah. You know, those cars, were, yeah. those are the cars that, that influenced, cars, that influenced cars. me. Yeah. And I was like, when I, when I came to the club, I was like, I'm going to build a car like yours, but I'm going to drive it. Yeah. And they looked at me like, you're like cocky, arrogant, <laughs> cocky, yeah. arrogant uh, right. kid. And I was like, right. it wasn't about being arrogant. I was like, I was serious. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to build something nice and I'm going to drive it. Right. And, uh, you know, halfway through the build, the we have a, a, a car committee right. in the club. Right. And, they, you know, they're there to help you, guide you along. Right. And they said, they told me, man, that car's too far gone. The 64. The 64. It's going to take you too long to build. And they wanted, you know, they wanted cars. They wanted numbers. They didn't want... You know, they don't want me taking five years to build a car. Right. A member and, to take five years to build a car. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I so get I it. I kind of get it. <laughs> so I wound up buying, you know, run, running into one of my old friends and uh, from the neighborhood. And he says, uh, I go, hey, I need some parts for my 64. And his brother had a 64. Okay. He goes, uh, well, you think Mondo wants to sell? He goes, no, but I need to sell mine because I wrecked uh, his sister's car. He goes, I wrecked my sister's car. Uh, and I need to pay for the deductible. Oh, wow. So what is it? It was a 70 Monte Carlo. I'm like, can I see it? Yeah. And I looked at it. I was like, all right. He goes, hey, you know, it's a neighborhood car. You got to uh-huh. come pick it up uh, at nighttime. <laughs> oh. It's a neighborhood car. It belongs to the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So they can't know that it's gone. No. Where was this at? Where was this? It was like, I'm like, I, I probably shouldn't even be saying this. <laughs> Damn, damn, <laughs> put it out there, huh? Well, I, I think you're, seriously, you might have to cut it right there. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what it was. It, it had some drive-bys on it. It oh, was okay. a primer gray car from the neighborhood. Yeah. And they had, they had like, some bird in it. <laughs> if I'd have had some bodies, I don't know. I just right. know I, damn. I paid for it. That's history. And, so. Yeah, uh, that's so history. So yeah. I probably would have kept it like that with bullet holes and shit. You know? It didn't have any bullet holes. That's the car that they used. That's the car that they used to go to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Go do some work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, he, he tells me we we line it up. Wow. He goes, well, I'm gonna be out working. So he goes, just leave the money with my dad. Okay. So I showed up with a flatbed. You know, kind of like it was during summertime. So we showed up about seven o'clock. So yeah. there was still enough light right. to load it. Right. But by the time we were done, it was already dark, and we were just out of there. Oh, it was car was from Cut A too. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so, I believe it now. Now it all makes sense. Once it left from there, it's uh once it left there, you know, we took it to my I took it to my buddy John Herrera's house and uh yeah. we just went through yeah. the whole thing, got the car running because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't running and John's and, a good guy. And uh, you know, we were all like looking, busting our ass, and then we just realized the car didn't have any gas in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once we put gas so in it, it was it started it was up. Good. It started up. So you guys were trying to start it up, and, but didn't check the gas. And, nobody, yeah, nobody yeah. bothered to check the gas. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you how many times I've done the same. Oh, dude, we've all been stuck on the side right. of the road in our old cars <laughs> with the busted gas gauge. Yeah, hundreds yeah. of times. No, mine doesn't work. My gauges, all my gauges are gone. Yep. So I'm like, uh, yeah, you just kind of you you like count your. Uh, you can't kind of count your mileage like oh, i went to here to mm-hmm. there i go i should have i should have gas yeah or you know what i better get gas soon. yeah yeah what how did you know the color scheme was it a was it like a candy purplish did you go first originally it was supposed to be like a wild cherry a candy wild cherry okay right and then it's the pink. pressure from uh, the pressure from the <laughs> from, the, from the club yeah i painted it they painted it we got it painted like a pearl Nice. And originally, I, I built that car in six months. Wow. Damn. You know, so it that's was that's painted, crazy. you know, Danny, the interior, full interior, chrome undercarriage. Patterns. I don't know when it was plumb. Oh, when it was plumb. Right, right, right. And then, Who painted it? Um, G's Auto Body, which was Oscar from Southside's uh, oh, okay. old shop. Oh, okay, okay. He was like, you know, I kept taking it. I took it to three body shops, mm-hmm. got burned. Oh, you know, right. like 
we got we all have the horror stories yeah, you know, yeah we've yeah, been through sure. it yeah and uh yeah he uh, g stepped up and i told him i'm painting this and he said bring it mm -hmm. i brought it to him and he painted it yeah and then we were good and it was a candy yeah man that's so badass yeah what years was this that's san diego like 96. and who's that Robinson or who no that's actually danny d Oh, that's the interior. Interior. Danny used to do. Shut Danny up, used to do interiors and and pinstripe. Yeah, fucking badass. And yeah, and how long did, was it that color before you went to patterned out? To fades? what it was. It's to, like a patterned out fades, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that. Yeah. Uh, I had it for like two years. Ninety. What made you? What made you go that route instead of just leaving it that nice candy? It was traditional looking like it was more or less like like hey i need to make my own name in the club gotcha and that was like i wanted to be like the rest of the guys i wanted yeah. to have a a turntable car but right. pattern out like but that pat, but but on the streets and what's yeah. crazy is people always look at the car yeah it's been done and people are are catching up and you know there's some messages, some shit talking, because we all shit talk. Right. And I was like, hey, it took you guys 20 years to catch up. Damn. <laughs> You're just talking now. <laughs> yeah. go, go spend another 50,000 50, because you guys aren't even, uh, you guys are just caught up. Uh, yeah. There's Damn. still tricks underneath it that yeah. they don't even pay attention to. Yeah, that they haven't stepped up to where, you're, where Wild Child's at. You know what I was tripped out too is that nobody picked up the name in your club, Wild Child, before that car. It just seemed like, you know what I mean? Like, and again, I'm on the outside looking in. I really, yeah. I'm not, I don't know the, all the ins and out of, of the club, but it seems like that was a name that would have been picked up a while ago. You know what I mean? Just because of the admiration and what the music means and what, you know what I'm saying? The, I guess the thing is I've been blessed and it's a blessing. It's a curse. <laughs> uh, I've been in the club 27 years, straight wow. years. Yeah. You know, no, so, no, like no pauses, no twenty-seven no. days. I started. I, I, my anniversary is November of ninety-four. Yeah. That's when I got in. Yeah. That's so, you know, people ask. I'm like, I've been there. I've been through. It's, it's a roller coaster. You know, yeah. been through the good, right. through the bad. Right. The same, you know, the same as the magazine is just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, know, so it's, it's been it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an achievement, though, man. You know what I mean? I see it as a big achievement. I mean. We we here we know there's clubs and there's you know there's they come in, there's cars and they come and go but to be able to be like hey I've been rolling this car for um, this long and I've been in this club for more than twenty years like those are major achievements especially milestones yeah huge milestones man because I know guys that were like yeah you know I started with the club but then I left or I started with the club and I, you know this back. or this happened and yeah or or whatever you know yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing that story, man. I I, I think that's that's a, a, yeah a milestone. Like Mike mentioned, it's a milestone. Um, and I want to talk, Mike, also about you, know, like kind of like how you feel about building these cars too, these custom cars. Um, and before that, Saul, you reminded me something too. Is that one of my favorite pictures uh, Marco took of Devil's Chariot? Um, and, and and I'm a big, you know, admirer of of your club and, and all the cars. Devil's Chariot, Twilight Zone, or big stuff like that. But you took it at a time that I think people weren't really doing that kind of ode to the 70s on yep. that picture. Yep. How did exactly. that how did that happen, man? And I'm talking about Mike Lopez, 67, Impala from Lifestyle, Devil's Chariot, with the model who was just straight 70s. Oh, baby. Chola. Yeah. And she had never been seen even seen the Chola before. Is that the poster? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was back in MySpace days. Yeah. <laughs> how did that? How did you say let's do this? Or how did you say? Because everybody was doing the same thing over and over, over and over. That what happened was, I was looking at some old Laura magazines. I'm like, man, there was some hot trolls back then. But and they're not in the bikinis or nothing. Right. They're just like right. fine, right? Yeah. Like hair, right. makeup, hoops. Yeah. So I'm like, I wasn't gonna glorify the gang part of it. Right. But the look and the style. That's. Me, it's like wow. Yeah. I remember the hot trolls at school. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah. And my friend Liza McElwally, who's a, you know 
did a zillion freaking covers for Lowrider and worked with all three of us. Yeah. Said, oh, I would love to do the Chola thing. I'm yeah. Like, Just got to get the girl. So nice. then I, I, I told her, this girl, she's like, yeah. She, she already knows how to pose everything. Uh -huh. I just had the director to give her, like, okay, give me some attitude. Gotcha. Who did you take that for? That was for Lowrider. It was for Lowrider? It originally came out Lowrider. Okay. And that All was right. the only Chola. Just because I've seen it, like, in so many everywhere posters. Else. Yeah, everywhere oh, else, man. Yeah. But now I'm going to go through my to, collection and make sure I, I have it because I don't even have that one. I want to do it. And Mike Lopez goes, dude, that's an awesome idea, man. Yeah. Nobody does that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Because you've been around right. since the beginning of Lowrider. Right. When you had freaking all these other cars, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So he loved it. Oh, yeah. He was eating it up. Like, man, nah. Ah, <laughs> Yeah, I can see I'm, him already. I, I just, she's beautiful, man. Yeah, I can see him already. It's stolen so many damn times. Was it on, like, Oh, off a of telegraph. Telegraph to Norwalk. You know okay. where the houses are at right Yeah, 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 yeah. That used to be a field. Oh, the okay. The Derrick Field. Uh-huh. Had some roads in it. North. Yeah. And then now it's all condos. Yeah, yeah. right. Nice. Wow. Hey, but that picture, man, I mean, it looks like a really nice, would have been like in the 70s, but oh, yeah. it would have been one that would have like kind of stood the test of time if it was from the 70s. Oh, you know I wanted what I mean? to make it timeless. I yeah. wanted to make it look like, oh, what? That looks like back in the day. Yeah. Exactly, right? Right. And I told I told them, look, run some of it in black and white. Yeah. And it looked really cool. Because I, I envisioned that poster in black and white. Okay. See, I was already pretty much gone from the magazine. Okay. But they liked it. I mean, did Joe ever say anything about that? Do you remember? I don't know. It wasn't Ralph. It might have been. It was still. It was oh, it was still Ralph. Oh, it was when Ralph was But as Joe being in the, the, in the club, did he say anything like, oh, that came out cool? Or Joe was just whatever. Joe was whatever. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> you know, should have no, used but, Las Vegas. But basically, no, not even. Because it wouldn't have it wouldn't, No, I get, it, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it was just a clean car. And it, yeah. that photo shoot probably took maybe an hour. Wow. That. An hour for that's that. That's a quick photo shoot. I want, to, I want to. That's such a great story, man. I'm going to post that that picture and then just kind of quote you on, on some of this stuff because I, I think also it's I wanted, iconic. I yeah. wanted to say is that back in the day, they didn't have all these crazy lights and everything. They right. just used natural. Now Larry was the one that taught me how to mm -hmm. shoot a car correctly. Nice. I kind of knew how to do it, but then he gave me some pointers. That's the guy you should talk to. But yeah. man, it's hard to find that guy. Yeah. He's up north. But he was the one that said, just use the sun, man. Just use the shade. How? Wow. How? He would show me. He'd tell me. Show me pictures. You know, we'd be at the lower end magazine after work at the light table. Hey, she's fine. I've been fine. <laughs> hey, you want one? Yeah. We'd be drinking beers. Yeah. Best. Best. Man, Best. That's awesome. Yeah. So to me, I mean, I would love to know if you ever saw that. Like yeah. those guys. I know Alberta probably saw it, but yeah. I don't talk to those guys anymore. Wow. So to me, it would be an honor just to get Yeah, kind of like what you their mentioned. Input. Kind of what you mentioned now, like, oh, did Joe see it or did Ralph, what did Ralph say? Stuff well, like oh, Ralph, that. yeah, Ralph was there. He yeah. was cool with it. Yeah. But I would like to see, like, said, would have said the dream with, you know, right. oh, I remember. Wow. Oh, man, she's like, fine, dude. Yeah. You know, that kind of, yeah. I still want to do stuff like that. Yeah, good. But the thing is, and these guys know me, I, it has to be the right person. Mm. And I know it's a different world, but right. everybody's so tatted up and all that back right. then. Girls didn't have tattoos unless they were right here, right. over right here, there. or maybe on the, on the shoulder blade uh -huh. or whatever. Right. Because they didn't, you couldn't show that. On stuff. the hand, on the cheek. You were like, three you know, dots. you were degenerate back then. Yeah. So old school three dots by you're the You're still a degenerate now. <laughs> Just yeah. the only one. I hate tattoos. All right. <laughs> right. Got it wrong. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing that. I Everybody I talk to, uh, I bring that up. Um, I have the poster. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I detached it from the magazine, really, honestly, and I was just like, "Oh, that's fucking, that's." So, are you okay with that picture? At least? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, of course. No, because you said it, man. You said it in the seventies. I mean, she looks at those seventies magazines I have, and she's like, "Man, look how cool that dress is. Look yeah, how cool hair. that hair is. Look the those, hair, dude. Yeah, man. Those yeah. vintage photos are the best. They're the best. Yeah, I, I reference them all the time. Yeah. All right. Gonna take that. All right, so these videos, Mike, that you're making, you want to use them for, eventually you want to do something with Lowrider. Um, 
uh, what you guys are doing now, right? Well, yeah, like what Saul said, you know, 75% of our website, mm -hmm. we wanted to have uh, mostly video stuff, right? Okay. Because uh, that's the new form of communication right now. Right. You know, the printed word had a good like 700 year run, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I would and, say so, yeah. You know, videos are now, yeah. you demonstrate, I mean, like YouTube wow. is America's new college, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, I want to I want to bring something up, man, because uh, because I'm I'm big on this thing, this new generation now, and you see them, right? Everybody's a lowrider photographer now, which is great, right? Everybody's a lowrider event thrower, which is great. I I think it's great because hey, we we here have always known it's the coolest shit ever, right? But not everybody else. So now we see this young crowd coming in. But I'm starting, Mike. I'm starting to see an older generation not accepting this newer generation for a number of reasons. But I'm always like, hey, let's close that gap. Let's talk to these youngsters that are, they come over and they say, I love low riding. I love the culture. I can't afford a car. I can't build a car because I don't know how. So when I see that, I'm like, that's, it's great what, you, what you're saying you're doing that for, but you're also, I think it's also kind of closing the gap to this new generation. Because yeah, if nobody, it's hard even now, especially like w within the last year, how many lowriders, you know, these legends have we lost? Yep. Right? Yeah. Who are gone, right? All the old guys. So yeah. these, these, these young generation, they, they might pick up a G body Monte Carlo, but they won't know how to, who to even talk to, to build it. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're, you guys are considering or going to do this and put videos of how you tear down a car. Yeah. And well, we got that perfect blank canvas, right? It, I bought the car uh, off of my friend for 2,500 bucks, you know, 48 Plymouth. He'd, yeah. he'd already gotten it painted. Not the best paint job in the right, world, right. Wow. but it's, it's a decent enough single stage, you know, tan. Right. Yeah. And of course the interior, you know, probably hadn't been touched in about 50, 60 years. Yeah. And it was like a damn rat's nest inside, yeah. you know, the engine has been rebuilt. So Saul and I said, well, let's turn this into a, our project car. Nice. So we'll do video pieces, you know, wow. just how to patch panel floors or right. dynamat, you know, That's just great. all that stuff. And then just keep one step at a time that wow. a budget minded guy can do because I'm broker than the 10 commandments. So I yeah. got to do, yeah. you know, what I can, yeah. if I can find something laying that's in a field. That's how we do it, man. <laughs> but that's how we do it, man. You know, and that's how this next generation is doing it too. I mean, if you're privileged enough to be like drop kind of money, what cars are going for today, whatever, more power to you. Great. Good for you. But it's like, I'm always like, Hey, how do we encourage this generation? How do we preserve it? And how do we encourage the next one? And Marco was talking about, um, about people collaborating to put a museum together. You're doing these videos and I'm looking at it, man, you're getting down to the floorboards, you know, you're getting all the way out. This is not just like, Hey, let me show you how to, you know, reconnect the stereo or something. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, man. You know, these young, the young kids today, they're getting into cars, mm -hmm. you know, but it's completely different than say maybe the style we're into. Like I worked really briefly at this car lot shooting, you know, their inventory. And I was like the old man on the staff. Right. Yeah. And the, all the other guys were like in their early twenties, they were getting old Datsuns like in Miatas right. and, and putting LS motors yeah. and shit like right. that in there. Yeah. So they're into the hot rodding stuff right. and the customizing their cars. Right. It's just each generation. It's a different. Yeah. I know. Kind I, just, of thing, you know? I just worry you guys about like the availability of our cars now. Of, and let's just say like, let's say I'm talking about a young custom car builder or a young low rider. You know, I always worry about like, fuck, when I look at these prices of them, like, damn, if I saw that when I was young, I was like, I probably, it's not for me almost, you know? Yeah. So, you know, thank you guys for what you're doing, what giving people a voice, a platform, uh, highlighting it, and then taking it a step further by saying like, this is how, what you do with a car if you pick it up, you know? What, let me ask you this now too, man, because um, this is kind of a hot topic too. What's the disconnect or what's, or what's bringing hot riding custom cars with low riding. And is that ever going to, are we ever going to live happily ever after with that? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. There is a huge overlap. These guys know it's, it's like that gray area, right? So for the, I've been going to that whole Viva Las Vegas rockabilly show since the second one they had like in 99 or 2000 or right. something. And eventually I got to end up being one of the official photographers there. Um, so you see 
at the show, you'll see, I would call them crossover cars, right? Yeah. Maybe they're riding, riding on Supremes with little tiny ass white walls. Right. Uh, maybe they're riding on old school Kregers like everyone did in the 70s and right. they're slammed to have the metal flake, they have the patterns. Right. So is it a custom or is it a low rider yeah. or is it like a hybrid in uh -huh. between? And yeah. so there's a whole lot of that going on. And I feel like on those cars right there, like how you just mentioned and described them, those are the cars that call a hot rider's attention and a low rider's attention because they're like, oh shit, let's check that out. Look at it, it's on 520s or look, it's on old school Kregers. Yeah. But yeah, but look at how it's shaped or how the lights, the tail lights are different. See, the guys back in the 60s that built those kind of cars, yeah. they didn't really call themselves low riders. They were just custom cars. Yeah. What we would call low riders today, they just, they were just the cool custom cars. Yeah. Yeah. That but what about made, like, but what about like the Zoot Suiters? Chico's on that. Yeah. See, they, even back yeah, then, but yeah. They were low riding, right? But they never called it a low But it wasn't labeled low riding. Yeah, they were just the car of the day. Gotcha. You know, that, gotcha. was a, that was it. That was yeah, it. Those are dailies. My dad, my dad used to, he used to take the springs out of the back of his cars and he put pieces of wood, like two by fours, yeah. four by fours or whatever, yeah. underneath there to lower it, but still have something there. Some sort of a bump stop. Some sort of yeah, right, some right, bump stop. Wow. They used to steal stop signs in uh, Marano Beach. There used to be <laughs> stop signs. Yeah, you guys know about Marano they Beach. They would yeah. chop them up. They would literally chop them up because that's how poor they were. Yeah. And they would use the freaking post of a stop sign for their suspension. Yeah. <laughs> and they would use a sandbag. And see that that right there, what you're talking about, what you guys have been talking about and that, that's what I want to see highlighted. That's why I started this podcast because I want to hear – how they used to put river rocks in the back of their trunk oh. or bricks or sandbags because that I, I grew up seeing the magazine it's like whoa show car whoa show car whoa show car but on the streets i would hear about the lowrider legend like hey did you know what danny did to his car back in the day or did you know like how this car oh, got yeah. bullet holes or whatever or you have to take the plaque down at a certain place all these stories man you know yep. what i mean and that, and if you, I'm, I'm happy that you guys are doing what you're doing because you come with all that knowledge, and it shows in the work you do. Thanks, man. Yeah. Really yeah. No, I, I, I'm totally behind it. Totally encourage it. Um, what and, am I? And if you do something like that, Mike, if you do something that shows, like, hey, it's it's not only in caps, it's not only cap stuck in one one car culture, but you can see these guys build beautiful, you know hot rod, custom, whatever, right? We're all different branches of the same tree with the same root. So yeah. Yeah. all the stuff that all the guys in the 40s, 50s, and 60s learned, they just passed it all on down to us and we're altering it with some newer technology. But when you're broke, you know, like my first buddy, he was a big influence on me. He had a 49 Ford and he had two 50 pound sacks of cement in the trunk <laughs> yeah. over the, uh, at the very back. So he yeah. could get that tail dragger look, right? <laughs> he cut the springs, yeah. you know, and yeah. my 59 Buick, I didn't have any money. Yeah. I heated the, the rear springs yeah. cause they're pigtailed right. and I cut the front and it was so, it was retarded low. <laughs> it was, it was the front cross member was yeah. three inches off the ground and I drove it all over the Western United States that low. <laughs> I scraped the shit out of everything. Yeah. The oil pan was dead. Oh yeah. God. Yeah, man. Yeah. I know. I, if, if I can tell you how many people I know or myself, we, we couldn't afford the, the hydraulics at the time yet. You know, we're working at it. So we heat the coil, but then you're like, damn, we went too low. And now you're just like, Dude, you're, stuck. you're stuck, man. You're like, God, please don't show up in the speed bump, please. Because if the speed bump comes in, man, you're, you're hitting that sideways for like 10 minutes. Right? And, you know, and, and you're then, still hitting. And you're still, you're still, still high center on it. You're still scraping it. Yeah. It's like when you go to the gap, to the muffler shop, yeah. you're oh, lower it. Let's three fingers. Uh -huh. Yeah, let's do this. Just heat yeah. it up. Uh -huh. How about a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, that's me, man. I would tell him, let's try this. Yeah, it's always got one corner that sagged. Uh -huh. Mine, I put, I put some bottle jacks on the back. Okay. So yeah. it stopped, right? Yeah, yeah. Left it there for like two hours. We pulled the bottle jacks up. <laughs> it dropped oh. even farther. Oh, like, oh yeah. no! Like, well, I that guess that's pretty, how I'm driving it. That's what, that was pretty smart. I would have never thought about it. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so you pull out the jacks. But it didn't yeah. do shit, so yeah. <laughs> it still dropped another. Three, four inches. Uh, I, I really appreciate you guys 
sharing because then I know, okay, these guys are legit. These guys are car builders. These guys know instead of somebody. We know okay. I'm a car idiot. I guess. <laughs> person or, or big production say, Hey, here, here, this is what low riding is, or this is what cars is. Who does it, who we know this boy ain't about building cars we, we or this company ain't about it. We tell people that our brand is for low riders by low riders. Yeah. You know, and when we say we're low riders, we literally have gone through very similar situations that our builders have or that our followers have been through. Yeah. You know, we've all been screwed. We've all been, right. You know, fortunate and fortunate. It's been, it's been yeah. Both of it's been good and it's been bad. You know? Yeah. It's like roller coaster. We, we comprehend, you know, we comprehend right. the, the scenarios. Well, what I've seen and that you guys are putting out, the context you guys are putting out, it's just, it's so A1. Like, I love it. You know, I saw, I was watching, I was looking at something today for Richie Vaya's car, the 63. Oh, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to see that. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I was just like super excited for it. Oh, and yeah. it seems like you guys are working, man. We caught up with you guys. I cut up with you guys at Montebello Park, and you're like, "Hey, we're gonna go shoot something right after yeah. this." <laughs> that was, was like, yeah. We cruised around Montebello, Marco and I, yeah, with those ladies, mm -hmm. with the female lowriders riding their bombs, and then yeah. came out right over here. And yeah, man, that's hey, good. Everybody slowed down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna promote the the. We're gonna wait for the website. I'm gonna promote the Instagram to stay on there. You know, you guys yeah, got a good we following. Or, page where we just gotta give more love. Well, I mean, today it's like Instagram is like our first go-to, right? right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. So you guys are doing a kick-ass job on that. We're looking forward to it. Hopefully, maybe some shirts or some more calendars. Oh, yeah. yeah we're yeah. working. All right. Working on I know you guys are. We've yeah, got most just... of our uh, 2022 calendar already shot. Oh, is that right? All right. We've got cool. a couple of them, actually. So. Nice. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for, for coming by. Thanks for hanging out. You know, Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Justin.